Hello there and welcome to episode number 292 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I am Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books and with me today is Amanda. We are here together and we're going to talk about audiobooks. We start with truly important topics like her cat, Linus, and then we move on to all of the things regarding audiobooks that we've been listening to lately. We've both found that listening to books is perfect for our brains at this moment, though we do different tasks while we listen. So we discuss finding audiobooks and discovering what kinds of audiobooks work for us and why. And we cover incredibly important questions, you guys, super important questions such as, wait, are you saying Richard Armitage is narrating this book? Which is better, one narrator or two or more? Should you listen to a group performance or a single narrator performance? What are you doing while you listen to a book? Are you working out? Are you walking? Are you commuting? Are you walking the dog? Are you doing quiet activities at home? We discuss all of these options and more. Plus, we have audiobooks to recommend that we loved and some that we disagree about too, which is always fun. We compare audio, print, and digital reading and how we respond and engage with each type, discovering slight differences that I found really interesting. And then we talk about our audiobook wish lists, and I shamelessly request your advice on what I should listen to next. So please help me out if you have an opinion about which of the three audiobooks I talk about I should start next. I know some of you are audiobook fans, so I expect that you have many opinions. And if you do have opinions or suggestions or ideas, or you want to tell us about an audiobook you've fully been loved, email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com. I totally want to hear about it. Now. This is a cool sponsorship. I'm really excited about this one. While back, Elizabeth P. sent me an email in December of last year and did something really special. She wrote, is it possible to purchase some advertising as a gift for an author? I really like supporting the podcast and I like that you commission transcripts. And I was thinking about gifting a future podcast sponsorship to an author for one of their 2018 releases. That would check so many of my happy boxes. If this is a thing I can do, would you please let me know? Heck yeah, this is a thing you can do. Thank you so much to Elizabeth. Today's podcast is sponsored by Dirty Sexy Scott by Melissa Blue, the sixth title in her Under the Kilt series. If you like Minx Malone, Jill Shalvis, and David Tennant's Scottish accent, you'll love this romantic comedy set in Scotland. Kincaid Cameron, fresh out of the military, is lost on what he should do next with his life when he meets the ultimate fangirl, Mia Jones, at a fan TV convention. She's Sherlock. He's Watson. Their HEA is destined in the fandom. They become pen pals, then lovers, but Mia's reticence to love, to experience passion, and have a good steady diet of dirty hot sex gets in the way. Will she ever get over past heartbreaks? To embrace her Scott Bay. There's also a Scottish Kermigen, a witty best friend, and epic sex interruptus. Dirty Sexy Scott is a warm hug of a romance novel. It's on sale wherever ebooks are sold right now, and you can find out more about Melissa Blue at themelissablue.com. Thank you to Elizabeth and to Melissa Blue, and happy birthday, Melissa. We hope you have a wonderful birthday week. Today's podcast transcript will be commissioned and handcrafted by Garlic Knitter, who does an excellent job every week. This week's transcript is sponsored by A Duke in the Night by Kelly Bowen. If you like Sarah McLean and Tessa Dare and historical romance, you will love this Regency. August Faulkner has returned with his eye on expanding his business empire. He's a duke. He's a scoundrel. He's a titan of business, and he wears his roguish reputation as a badge of honor. Clara Hayward is a respected headmistress. She is above reproach, but 10 years ago, she shared a scandalous waltz with August, and despite herself, she's never forgotten the feeling of being in his arms. Can these opposites find a second chance at romance? RT Book Reviews raves, what a way to start the Devils of Dover series. A Duke in the Night is on sale now, wherever books are sold. You can find out more at kellybowen.net or forever-romance.com. And of course, I will have links to both of these books at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast in the show notes. Now, I have a compliment. This is one of my favorite parts of the intro. To Sarah, if your steps and travels were plotted out on one map, the route you've taken in life would spell words that describe you, such as incredible, outstanding, and freaking rad. 
If you would like a compliment of your very own, please have a look at patreon.com slash smartpitches. When you make a monthly pledge, beginning with $1 a month, you're helping the show, you're helping me continue to produce this nice podcast, you're helping me make sure there's room for Orville to sit on the desk and thump the sound box with his tail, and you're helping me commission transcripts for episodes that are in our archives. I want to thank some of the Patreon folks personally as well. So to Christine, Christy, JJ, Regency Fan, and Rika, thank you so much for being part of the Patreon community. Are there other ways to support the show? I bet you know what they are. If you're a podcast listener, I'm sure you're very familiar with what they are. Sing along with me. You can leave a review wherever you listen. It really does help other people find us. You can tell a friend. You can subscribe. You can just yell out the window. But either way, thank you for hanging out with me each week. The music you're listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater. And at the end of the episode, I will be telling you about this um, fine, fine musical track. And I'll also be telling you what's coming up on Smart Bitches this week, and I have a terrible, terrible, terrible joke. I'll also have links to everything we mention, as well as links to all of the books that we talk about. Plus, if you're a little new to audiobooks, I will have links to Audible, the Audible Romance Package, and several other options for accessing audiobooks, including Hoopla, which you may have access to through your library, Scribd, which you may already be a, scribe, a subscriber to, and of course, your local library, often has a digital catalog of audiobooks for you to borrow, which is a pretty awesome thing considering that audiobooks can be pretty expensive. I also know that Google Play is starting an audiobook library and I will try to find out more and add to it in the show notes. But without any further delay, on with the podcast. Here's me and Amanda and we're going to talk about audiobooks. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning. Thank you for recording so early in the morning. You're welcome. If you hear thumps in the background, that would be Linus. He gets the Is it Linus. He gets the zoomies after he eats his breakfast. <laughs> so he'll alternate between running up and down the hallway and then meowing sorrowfully as if he's been orphaned up and down the hallway. And I have him. I'm like, hey, bud, I'm in here. Hello, I'm doing work. And you know, then he'll settle down. But if you hear running that would be my very large cat he's like 19 pounds right yes he is yeah that's a that's a lot of thumping (laughs) is it night did at night does he turn into like a like a like a Clydesdale horse no he's very quiet at night um he gets very opinionated when I'm not in bed so (laughs) if I am still at my computer at night at my desk um, he will go up to my roommate Stephanie's room and she's usually in bed and then he'll get in bed with her. And then the minute he hears me getting ready for bed, he'll come down because he's like, mom's going into bed. Um, he <laughs> likes people to be in bed with him. You know, he has, he makes good decisions. Yeah. And we take naps all the time. So. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so lucky to have you. I'm lucky to have him. He's the sweetest most handsomest cat i agree but i won't tell my cats that i agree (laughs) i won't tell them either i have zero cats at this moment which means that i will also get thumping and flopping and possibly oh yeah we'll hear the butt rubbing up against the sound box oh totally totally orville is is very ready for uh for me to rearrange his belly fur um when i least (laughs) want to do it i keep thinking about getting a new desk because my desk is a an old Ikea table. I think I got it in 1997 or 1998. Like it's old as hell. And it's like, well, within reasons for me to, you know, replace it. It's, it's time. Yeah. It's even warped a little in the middle. Like it, it's not flat anymore, but I keep <laughs> fantasizing about getting one of those desks with a keyboard tray Ooh. because then he won't be able to flop over on my keyboard and interrupt me because the keyboard will be under the desk and he will be thwarted. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm actually considering desk accessories because of my cat's butt. I mean, you have to do what you have to do, I guess. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> okay. So you and I are going to talk about audiobooks, and I'm so excited about this conversation because I think that you and I have both gotten into audiobooks at the same time Yeah, very recently. Well, we both started cross-stitching around the same time. Yep. So tell me all the things about audiobooks that you've been trying. <sighs> okay. So I'm still in a place where I'm 
finding out what I like and don't like about mm-hmm. uh, narrators. Um, so it's been a learning process. and It's hard. Yeah, it is. And it's really hard when you're excited about a book and you see it on audio through your library or like I have the romance package and they have some really good um, selections of books that have been on my like TBR for a while. Um, and then you listen to them and you're like, oh, the audio just does not work for me. <laughs> um, so last weekend I have a monthly book group and afterwards I was browsing in my local bookstore and I cannot get out of that store without buying anything, it seems. Um, <laughs> and so they had a nice selection of puzzles Ooh. And I got the idea of what if I just bought a puzzle and just listened to an audiobook and did this dang puzzle. And that was my St. Patrick's Day. Um, so that's what I did. I sat on my floor for a few hours, worked on a puzzle, listened to an audiobook. Um, did it make you happy? It was really fun. And I didn't want to go to bed because um, I wanted to keep working on the puzzle and listening to this audiobook, but the lighting in my apartment is terrible, and, like, my eyes were going crossed because it was so dim. It's like I was doing this puzzle by candlelight, and I was like, I need to go to bed. You're like a Regency heroine <laughs> so, in a drafty room the pu- doing puzzles in the dark. <laughs> yep. The puzzle still isn't finished. It's covered up by a blanket and a poster board on my floor to keep Linus from getting at it. And I just have to live my life around this half-finished puzzle on my bedroom floor. (laughs) (laughs) Do you find that doing a puzzle and listening to an audiobook is very relaxing because, like, two parts of your brain are engaged? Yes. With an audiobook, um, I usually do another activity, like cross-stitching. It's really hard for me to, like walk to the gym and listen to an audiobook. It's really hard for me to be at the gym and listen to an audiobook for whatever reason. I'm I usually listen I to podcasts. Either. I can't I can't listen to people talking to me while I'm at the gym or, or I'm not actually at the gym, I'm in my basement, but I can't listen to the people talking to me when I'm working out. I need music because I I'm just it's so noisy that I get distracted and I'm like a bunch of words just went by. So I can't do audiobooks while I work out. Interesting that podcasts work for you, though. Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar to you listening to music in that podcasts aren't super important. (laughs) You can miss uh, a bit of conversation or information and you're fine. But if I'm like miss a line or I find that I'm zoning out in an audiobook, it bugs the crap out of me. So I feel like with a podcast, it's a little more like low risk. sort of of deal um yeah I can't listen to them while I work out I wish I could um and just you know go to town on the treadmill or bike or whatever but I I just can't no it doesn't work for me either I wish it did yeah um so the audiobook that I picked I didn't know anything about the description I solely picked it based on the fact that it was a contemporary I'm not a big historical reader anymore And one of the narrators was Richard Armitage. (laughs) This is an entirely awesome reason to pick an audiobook. And I've read, uh, there's, I want to say three Hayer novels. They're abridged, but they're narrated by Richard Armitage. And I was like, well, this is eardrum candy. Then you started telling me about this book and I was very close to to getting it for myself. Please (laughs) tell me about this book. I'm so curious. So I'm only a quarter of the way through, um, but the the heroine, her name is Joy. She's in her 30s. And um, it sounds like she was in a relationship that wasn't exactly bad, but it was very stagnant. It wasn't going anywhere. I believe her partner, I don't know if it was her fiance or boyfriend, had like a back injury um, and just really couldn't do anything anymore and didn't want to do anything anymore. Um, Like she uh, has like an anecdote of her going to this conference somewhere and he's like, I'll go with you and we can spend time together. And it just wound up him wanting to stay in the hotel room and like sleep the whole time. Um, So I thought that was interesting in that her past relationship wasn't uh, like traumatic or abusive, but that they just clearly weren't on the same page. Um, it just didn't work for her. Yes. 
Um, and I think some people have been in relationships where they're dating someone and they aren't happy, but they are more concerned about their partner's happiness if they leave, um, especially someone who like if you're dating someone that might have some, you know, depression issues or health mm-hmm. issues and you kind of feel guilty if you leave for your own happiness. Um, right. So I thought that was interesting. But she is a chemist and she gets this amazing job opportunity in Paris working for a fragrance company. And she knows little to no French. There's a really cute scene where she's like, um, on the plane to Paris and she's trying to speak only in French and um, <laughs> this woman next to her uh, like asks if she's like excited or whatever and she responds that she is excited but she uses the form of excitement that means like she's horny excited <laughs> oops <laughs> Um, So she goes to Paris and uh, the company hires a translator to help her get settled in her apartment and clients. Yeah. And the hero is the translator. He is British. um, But I think his parents are like British and French. Um, And this is like his last job before he leaves to fulfill like this bucket list left over from his late brother who like died. So he wants to fulfill all these like travel things that his brother wants to do. And it's very cute. Um, When they first meet, they don't know that they'll soon be working together naturally. (laughs) Oh, of course. Um, But she goes to order a chocolate croissant and she says it wrong. And he like corrects her, but not in like a smarmy way. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of like flirt for a while, and it's very adorable. They try to guess each other's names, and she's picking all of these really stereotypical, like stodgy British names, like Archibald and Rupert. <laughs> um, but the thing Wait, I like. Hold is- on, time yes. out. Are you saying that Richard Armitage speaks French in this audiobook? Uh, a little bit, yes. <laughs> oh my. Okay, please please French. continue. This 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 seems to be important detail and, that I would like to know. Yeah. And when it's from his point of view and he's um telling us what the heroine is saying, what Joy is saying, he'll slip into an American accent. <laughs> so American British and a little bit of French. Um oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It's great. Um the book starts off with I think Grace Grant is the female narrator. Joy's narrator. Um, and what I liked about it is it she started off talking about accents and the appeal of accents and how just hearing someone's accent kind of evokes a place or a feel, like an Australian accent makes you think of like fun and the beach and like a laid back attitude. Um, so you hear her talking for a while. Mm-hmm. And then once it switches to Griffin, who's the hero. And the first time I heard his voice, I literally choked on my own spit while doing this puzzle. <laughs> it was such like a visceral like reaction oh. that I like built in my ovaries. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so it's lovely hearing him talk. And no offense to Grace Grant, she does a really good job. I think she um, narrates Christina Lauren's beautiful series. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to hold a candle to Richard Armitage. It really is. It really, really is. But I'm enjoying it so far. Um, I like when audiobooks have dual narrators, one for the heroine, one for the hero. Um, because I found it's harder for me to get into an audiobook if it's just one narrator trying to do a voice or cadence or accent for like the opposite sex. Oh, that's really um, interesting. I I couldn't finish act like it on audio because I did not like um, who is it? Uh, Billy Fulford Brown. I Billy did not Fulford like. Brown. Yeah, the tone that she did for the hero, I felt like it made him sound much older than he was in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, That's that was, fascinating. Yeah, I couldn't, but 
On the opposite side, the woman, um, Ashford McNabb, who does all of the Maiden Lane series, mm-hmm. I've listened to books one through three on audio. She's the same narrator for all of them. Her male voices are top-notch. Like really? the, the last one I read, the hero is like an Irish pirate sort of guy. As and you do. It, the accent is so like fun and flirty and Irish and it she just does like really good things with it. Um, but I feel like I'm more likely to pick up an audiobook if I see that it has um two different narrators for the corresponding characters. That's really interesting because I was trying to hang on, I have to find my phone so I can look at my audible app because now of course I can uh, amazingly enough, this will shock you. I can remember the cover of the audiobook, but I can I remember the words that are on it? Of course not. That's ridiculous. Why also, the Audible app is garbage. Oh, it's I'm so just, annoying. It, the, website, the website is so much easier to navigate. Like I feel like when I look at the romance package in the Audible app, I feel like I'm seeing one-tenth of what I know is there, and I have yes. no idea how to get to the rest of it, and it makes me bonkers. And there's no like save for later like wish list function in the oh app. there is there, there is. is yes well, like, there if, is if the book is free like in the romance package it's just there's an automatic like add to library thing mm-hmm. not like save for later thing if you are in the store and you scroll down an individual book listing there is an option to add to a wish list but it's pretty far down so it's it's it, it took me a couple tries to find it um, it seems that I may have removed this from, it was a Karina Hall book that was in the romance package and the was hero, you know what it might've been? The hero was Scottish and I think he was a pilot. Oh, and not so, smut. <laughs> let me think. I, you know what? I'm just going to have to look it up. Karina Hall. So the, maybe it wasn't Karina Hall. Maybe I'm misremembering. You know what? It's very possible that I am misremembering. <laughs> No, The Pact. It was Karina Hall. Good job, Sarah's brain. I'm very proud of you today. So in The Pact, the hero is Scottish and the heroine is, um, I think she might, yeah, I think she's American. And the, 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 the setup is that the hero and heroine have been friends for ages. And in their mid-20s, they made a, a pact that if neither of them was in a serious relationship by the time they hit 30, that they would marry each other. Um, and so it alternates between two narrators. And I was like, I could listen to a Scottish narrator. That sounds great. I, there is a YouTube video of, um, Gerard Butler teaching you Scottish slang. Oh, I've listened to it like five times. Cause a, it's hilarious. Do you know what an air beige is? No, <laughs> it's a fart. <laughs> I have to find a link to this video and send it to you. Um, <laughs> So I was all about listening to, I happen to really like with different accents. I was all ready to listen to this. And the problem with me and dual narrators is that I start comparing the narrators and I'm like, no, I like how this person does this voice better than that one. And I like how that person performed that scene better than this one. When I listened to How to Date Your Dragon, the male narrator was so much less polished than the female narrator that when he would start narrating from the hero's point of view, I would like groan out loud, like, Oh, this fucking guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm it's amazing. I'm very impatient with the, the audio audio style. So it's really interesting that you like a dual narrator and I end up comparing them too much. Like, Oh no, that guy's not as good as this one. And I have listened to Billy Fulford Brown narrating act like it like three times. Love it. (laughs) Love it. I haven't tried Pretty Face. It's on my list. Um, so what did you like about the Ashford McNabb narration? That was just all of the different accents and voices, right? Yes. Um, so my main concern going from going through a series with the same narrator was that I wouldn't be able to, you know, uh, find a distinction between the heroine from the first book and the heroine from the third book because it's the same narrator. Like, what the heck could she do differently? Um, And she manages to do a good job. I mean, there's, you know, a scene where there's, like, four women in a room and that kind of gets confusing. (laughs) But for the most part, like, she does a good job um, using her voice to create 
very distinct characters. I mean, I hated the second book, but that was that had nothing to do with the narration. That <laughs> had more to do with the characters. Um, I don't know. I just her male voices are always really great. Um, I feel like I'm definitely harder on narrators when they try to do the voice of the opposite sex because sometimes it just seems silly um the way it comes across with the dual narrators i like when it feels like a radio play i suppose yes that is fun i agree sleeping giants not a romance but a sci-fi has a a larger cast of characters i think it has like five separate characters and they all have different narrators for each character and Ooh. it's amazing it definitely feels like a radio play and that was the first audiobook I finished and I listened to, so I felt that I got a little spoiled because I was like, all the audiobooks are going to be like this. And they're not. A lot of the time, for whatever reason, probably cost reasons, there's just one narrator. And I'm like, oh, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I'm trying to find what works for me and what narrators work for me because not all of the books I want to listen to have the ability to have two separate narrators for the hero and heroine. Um, but I'm definitely harder on the single narrators than I am <laughs> the double narrators I find. That's really interesting. Yeah. With the books that you've enjoyed so far, um, are, do you have a bunch of things that you like would recommend very quickly? Uh, well, Sleeping Giants, I would recommend that one. Um, if you're into sci-fi and it's really neat because I love an unreliable narrator in books. Oh, uh, and in voice, that's like, that like adds a whole layer. Yeah. And one of the main characters is kind of like this weird government agent. You never know his name. And a lot of the dealings he has with these characters are, like, through interviews and stuff like that. And I don't know who does his voice, but just, like, his schemy, I can't trust this guy, but he's also kind of charismatic. Um, like, he just was a bright, like, shining star and everything. I mean, everyone else was great as well, but, like, this character was just, like, fantastic to listen to. Isn't that the best? Yeah. It was like great. Something about audiobooks soothes a very specific um, sort of jack rabbity part of my brain. Like, when <laughs> my brain is too edgy, edgy and distracted and it's, like, jumping around like a Jack Russell Terrier and I can't calm down and I can't focus, audiobooks just chill that part of my brain right out and I can just – relax into a great character so easily i love it another audiobook that i started at the gym but then i had to stop listening to because i just couldn't do both i started <laughs> <laughs> i started dragon bound by thea harrison oh that's good in audio isn't it yeah it only has one narrator uh sophie eastlake but like her voice does a great job of communicating like how like tough the heroine is um and how like kind of a rotten deal she's getting and when she does like the the dragon's voice she does a really good job so i i've been enjoying that one as well um, but, but definitely the maiden lane series i have enjoyed so far i'm only three books in and I think I'd like to continue with audio um, for that series. Also, my main complaint with audio is I never know how a person's name is spelled. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple characters in the book I'm reading and I'm like, what the hell is that guy's name? Yeah. And I for there's one character in the Maiden Lane series that I think I like made a note about it. Um Oh, Mother Heartsies. Um, and I was like, how the heck is her name spelled? Like H-E-A-R-T-S-I-E-S? <laughs> but no, it's hearts hyphen ease. Uh, <laughs> and I, okay. had, 
I had to like look it up and that's like the one thing that bothers me is with like people's names. I don't know how it's spelled. Like there's a character Winter. It was like is it regular Winter? Is it W Y N T E R? Um <laughs> cuz it's romance. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a a Y in there. Um, of course. So that's the one thing that like bugs me about audio is I don't really get to to see how things are spelled. Another thing I've noticed about my own use of audiobooks is that when I'm reading text, especially if I'm reading text on paper, if I'm reading text on paper, I'll often remember whether it was the left side page or the right side page. Um, with text on it on my Kindle, I'll remember specific words and I'll be able to search for them to go back to a specific scene. With audio, I don't remember the individual words. I just remember what happened. It's almost, it's a completely different kind of story input in my brain. And so I don't remember the specific words or phrases. I just remember like almost like my brain condenses it into an abridged sort of cliff notes version. Okay. So in that scene, they were in the bathtub and he was in front of, she was in front of him and she was annoyed because. Yeah. There's not like a search function with audiobooks. That can be very frustrating. Yes. And I don't, I don't remember the specific words or scenes. And sometimes I like to go back and, and um, being the word nerd that I am, sometimes I like to go back and read specific words or scenes because they make me so happy with audio that does not happen as much. It's not that I'm enjoying it less. It's that that doesn't happen as often. I don't remember the individual words. I just remember a sort of overview summary. And like, even if you wanted to go back and enjoy a scene, trying to find that scene can be oh. a pain. <laughs> when I did the review, when I did the review for How to Date Your Dragon, um, there were there were two incidences that were really obviously uh, edits of two very different recordings, and I included samples in the review. Since then, Audible has gone back and re remastered it, so I'm guessing that it's better. I haven't had a chance to go back and listen because going to those individual scenes, and even if I know the chapters, is a pain in the butt. I don't exactly remember the timestamp of different things. It's a number. You know what I'm not going to remember? Numbers. Brain <laughs> brain is like, ha, ah, no, that's not going to happen. So being able to find things again, especially as, as avid of a rereader I am, I agree. It, it, not being able to remember where something is, is super annoying. And I know you listen to audio <clears throat> sped up a little, that and is I, in my notes, yes. <laughs> and I haven't been able to get there yet because I'll start listening and be like, all right, I feel like I can speed this up a little bit. It's fine. And then the minute I jack up the the thing to like 1.2 or whatever, I'm like, oh, my God, they all sound like fast talking, like 1940s chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it like freaks me out and I get like really anxious about it and I have to like put it back down to the regular <laughs> regular speed well i fully acknowledge that in this in this sense my brain is an asshole and (laughs) if the and i talk very quickly i'm a very fast talker and i (laughs) i remember i was on the phone with a friend of mine from south carolina when i was at my old job and it was like my lunch hour i was talking to her about something i said oh okay hang on a second and someone came up to my desk and i had a conversation with them and i went back to her and she's like Oh my God, when you talk to people in your office, you talk so fast. It's like you just sped up twice the speed you talk to me. <laughs> and I, I was worried I insulted her. I'm like, no, no, I don't think you're slow. She's like, no, I don't think you think I'm slow. I think you talk really fast. I'm like, well, you know, everyone's in a hurry around here. If the people are talking very slowly, and I get bored because my Jack Russell Terrier brain is like, what's next? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Get up. So I, I invariably will listen to audiobooks at 1.3 or 1.4. Um, partially because it forces that part of my brain to listen. I have to pay closer attention if the words are going faster. It's kind of like when you watch a movie and there's a lot of rapid dialogue. Like if you're watching um, uh, old episodes of The West Wing because Aaron Sorkin likes 9,000 words per second, you have to pay attention. That That's what I do to my brain. I force it to pay attention by speeding it up just enough that it's just past what is comfortable and easy for me to use half my brain to listen to. I force my brain to use more of my attention to listen to the audiobook. But I've figured out like 1.35 is ideal for me because they they don't sound like chipmunks, <laughs> but they do talk a little faster. 
And it's to the point where if I hear, like I listen to podcasts the same way. And if I hear the people from a podcast, like on the radio, like on NPR or something, I'm like, oh my God, what happened to your voice? Oh, I speed you up normally. You, This is what you sound like as a normal human. Okay. I will admit that sometimes I can get bored listening to audio. Yeah. And I have the same problem reading digitally too, in the sense Interesting. that- Well, like in the sense that- um, I feel like I have read or listened to a lot. And then when I look at, you know, how many chapters I've gone through or like what the percentage is on my Kindle, it's not as much as I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But with like an actual paper book, I don't know, I can kind of see my progress a little better. Like when I put my bookmark in and I can compare it to like where it is in the total like page stack. Um, so I have that problem with like digital aspects of reading in that I thought I read a lot. And then when I actually look, you know, I've only maybe gone through like two chapters <laughs> and it's a real big bummer. I have that problem. I also noticed that if an audiobook, like there's one I'm listening to right now while I'm cross-stitching, um, it has a lot of chapters, but they're very short chapters. Like each chapter is maybe two scenes. And so I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be listening to this book forever. No, I'm like more than halfway done with it because they're short chapters. I have to pay more attention to how many minutes are in each chapter. So I sort of know how what the pace of the story will be like from that information. Not that I'll remember it once I look at it, but it, it's helpful. Because otherwise you get that, like, I'm never leaving this book. I'm stuck here forever feeling, which is not fun. Yeah. <laughs> are there any other books you want to talk about? Um, so I think on our little fancy Google Doc, we have like a little wish list option. Yes. Um, I have, <laughs> I have questions for the listeners. I have come here seeking guidance because I am terrible. Um, so my main source of audiobooks is it through my library or the romance package right and we had a pretty good review of the romance package up on the site Mm -hmm. it you know it's not perfect yeah but there's one thing the homepage does that i find so neat they have um a mashup category um and i took a screenshot of it last night if we wanted to include it in the show notes. Yes, please. Um, I'm making a note. Okay. Um, Huge success. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry go ahead. Portal is amazing. <laughs> um, come on, Sarah. Like, I wouldn't get that reference. Oh, I knew you would. <laughs> no, I just, no, I feel bad because now that song's going to be in your head for, like, the next eight years. <laughs> oh, I'm not sorry. That's a great song. Um <laughs> Um, but they have these cool like mashup categories. There's usually three at a time. I don't know how much they switch over. Um, but last night they had a uh, galactic plus prince and princess, um, Victorian plus wallflower, and then they had like urban plus biker. And they usually Whoa. list yeah, they usually list three audiobooks in each category that like fit that mashup. Oh, uh, that's um, cool. Yeah, I went through the Galactic Prince and Princess category. <laughs> it does um, seem to be a bit of your catnip. Naturally. They had one that had something to do with, like, uh, witches and werewolves was the mashup. I was like, hello. <laughs> so I find that really helpful because I think that's really interesting and kind of, like, gets to the heart of the tropes that are in there. I feel there like are- that should be, like, on a T-shirt for you. Amanda, Galactic Princess. <laughs> I wish. (laughs) Um, But there are three books that I would love to listen to next. Serena Bowen's True North series, which is always constantly recommended on the site. I think books one and three are in the romance package. I could be wrong, but I know at least one and two are. And they have dual narrators. So That's cool. There's another one called Gentleman Nine by Penelope Ward. I don't think it's in the package i'm not sure um but it has dual narrators and one of them is sebastian york which i i have never listened to but i know romance readers love his narration um it's a name that i recognize even though i don't know what he sounds like and then 
from February's What You're Reading post, um, Jen M. posted a comment about a book called, I don't remember the name of it, but it's part of the How to Date a Douchebag series by Sarah Nay. And with a series name like that, I like rolled my eyes a little bit. But she says like the hero is a virgin and he's an athlete and his teammates haze him by like putting his picture and phone number up around campus Ah. in order to find someone to like take his virginity. Okay. Um, and the heroine texts him as a joke. And apparently the heroine is kind of like an unlikable character, I guess. Um, so I find it interesting that there's a lot of trope switching. Yeah. Um, it does sound that way. One. Yeah. And I, I was very curious about it. And I think that whole series is on the audio package. And it has dual narrators. Which is so, so good for you. <laughs> so those are the th- the yeah three that I really want to check out next. But I'm kind of all over the place with my reading lately. I've picked up so many books lately and stopped because they just weren't scratching that itch that I need. So it's possible that I could find something else before I get to any of these books. But that's what I'm looking forward to next. I think it's really interesting that when you read audiobooks, you also, or like you and I both, we do something else while we're listening. So like when I'm reading, maybe I can listen to music, but not music with words. Um, if the TV's on, forget it. I can't pay attention. If, if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm hearing words either from lyrics or from the television, I, I can't focus on other words. I get one word input per, you know, in that's my brain. interesting because... I feel like it's hard for me to read, not listen to audiobooks, but it's hard for me to read without some kind of background noise. I have a whole playlist of music for reading, but it's all very long and slow without uh, without lyrics. There's no words. Even lyrics in another language, I'll be like, wait, what? Somebody's talking? I can't no, do any I talking. put on mindless television. Like I'll put on like forensic files or, you know, it was just some youtube video that's about nothing and like 30 minutes long no i like need sound but not music i am the opposite oh that's I'm not so big, interesting i'm not a big music listener to begin with so i don't listen to music when i work out uh, i don't don't come over here because both my kids play <laughs> instruments so if i'm not listening to music while i'm cooking then someone is practicing the trombone the drums the electric guitar or the saxophone one one of those is going so there's a lot of music in my house and sometimes it's, you know, loud, but I can't, I can't, like if I turned on forensic files, one, I wouldn't sleep and it would scare the crap out of me. And two, uh, I, I would, I would not be able to do anything else. I would be listening to the words and they would, I would not be able to not pay attention to the words. It's, that's so interesting. My brain is very different, but it's, but it's, it's cool that we both listen to audiobooks and do something else while we're listening. Yes. I don't think I could just sort of lie there and listen to an audiobook unless no, even if I was trying to fall asleep, someone talking to me would keep me awake. My kids listen to audiobooks that they've heard before when they're having trouble sleeping, they put on an audiobook that they've already listened to and that usually puts them right out. There there is a function I think where you can like stop the audio after a certain amount of time. Yes. Yes, but that's But I find that so weird. Like what if you're falling asleep to an audiobook and you and time it, it wrong? You time it wrong or you fall asleep and then you wake up the next day and you're like, what? shit, how far do I have to go back now? Oh, I, I did that. I was really tired on a flight that was about maybe five hours long. So I put on the audio of the 100-year-old man who climbed out a window and ran away or did something. It was a 100-year-old man, uh, man and somehow it involved a window and it's Swedish and it's really charming and kind of cute and adorable. And I fell asleep. <laughs> While I was listening, I was so tired, which never happens. Not only was I sleeping on an airplane sitting up, but I was listening to somebody talking. I don't even know where to go back to. I just have to start over. Like, I had yeah. no idea when I tuned out. I came to, like, I woke up. It wasn't like I was unconscious. I, ca- I woke up and was like, how did they get to a fjord? What are they? Where? <laughs> how, how are they here? Wait, who's that? Like, either people showed up. I didn't know who they were. Like, it was very disorienting. So I can't. I cannot. 
But it's, it's so neat to me that when we're listening to audiobooks, because usually reading is something I is where it's the only thing I'm doing. I can't read and cook and I can't read and walk. I mean, I can only if there's no obstacles. <laughs> but reading is when I do only one thing. And if my brain is super active and edgy and destructive, like, if, you know, if my, I have Jack Russell Terrier brain, bounce, 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 bounce. Um, I can't just read, but I can do an audiobook and walk my dogs, or I can listen to an audiobook and cross stitch. Elise, Elise has commissioned a cross stitch for me. Uh, thank you for sending me floss to help complete this project. You're welcome. It says, <laughs> do not try to explain yourself to idiots. You're not the fuck face whisperer. <laughs> and like when my, my, my kids' friends come in the house, I have to make sure my cross stitch is hidden because oh. I'm right at the part where I'm doing fuck face. <laughs> So I have to make sure it's like hidden and put away. What are you working on? Oh, nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> so I'm always doing something else when I'm listening to an audiobook, but I still have to speed it up to like 1.3, 1.34. And I love historical mystery or and accents, lots of accents, all the different accents, lots of them. Now I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And it's fun because I like to play with accents. I have a pretty good Australian accent. I'm working on my Kiwi. You know, I, I love different accents. I think it's fascinating how people speak the same language so differently. So lately with my with my dog walking, so I walk the dogs maybe half an hour, 45 minutes every day. Um, I've stopped listening to a lot of podcasts because I was tuning out and getting frustrated. And like I said, Jack Russell, Terrier Brain. So I started listening to the Captain Lacey series, which is by Ashley Gardner, who is also Jennifer Ashley, who wrote Death Below Stairs. The Captain Lacey Regency Mystery Series is a multi-part series. I want to say that they may have been uh, self-published. I might be wrong about that. But there, there are several of them. I think there are like 10 or 11 of them. So I started with the, excuse me, the Hanover Square Affair. And by the way, I am waiting for Audible to do a package for mystery and thrillers, like that they have for romance, like with a slider that's like guts and gore, <laughs> super cozy with kittens, baked goods, like baked goods and entrails. Like the, I really think they could do an entire package of mysteries, contemporary and historical but I so dig listening to historical mysteries. The Hanover Square Affair and all of the other Captain Lacey, Captain Lacey Regency mysteries, which is not something I can say easily, are all narrated by, I think it's James Gillies. And he's really, really good. One, he does different accents for different characters based on where they're from. If they're from Northern England, they are going to talk differently from someone who's from London, obviously. And the the cant and the way that they form different words varies by class and by background. And you can tell who's talking, even though it's the same narrator, because he does such subtle but distinctive differences between them. And plus, there's a really good bromance friendship between the um, Captain Lacey and this guy Grenville. And the two of them talking is like the best thing. Like I'm looking now for fanfic of like Lacey and Grenville go out for tea, you know, just because they're so great. They're so fun. The historical mystery plus the varying accents makes my brain so happy. Oh, my gosh. And then the one I'm currently reading right now is You and Me Always by Jill Mansell. Jill Mansell is great for me when I'm really stressed out because all of her books are charming and have lots of different characters. They're almost always in a small town somewhere in England where everyone is always up in everyone else's business. And there's always a sense of real community and friendship that I like. This one is interesting because there's the small town with nosy people, but there's also um, multiple generations experiencing their own romances and it's really, really nice. In, and again, the narrator, I can tell the difference. Like I, I know that I know that you um, do not like one narrator. For me, one narrator, this one is narrated by Henrietta, Henrietta Mir. She does different not accents, but rhythms of speech and cadence and pronunciation so that when she, when a different character is talking, I almost always know who that character is. I think that's so cool. Another one, if you like, <laughs> well, I don't know. 
I'm not sure if this is going to work for you. Just This Once by Rosalind James is in the romance package and it's narrated by Claire Bocking. But the hero is from New Zealand and the heroine is from the US and she does both accents brilliantly. And so there's one narrator switching from Kiwi, which is very distinctive, to US West Coast, which is also kind of distinctive. So it's one person, but with very, very different accents. I you might will like that one. Give it a listen. Another one that my husband and I have both listened to is Midnight Riot by Ben Aronovich, which is narrated by Kobna Holbrook Smith. His narration is so good in the same way that he does different ways of speaking for each character. And they're brilliant, especially because the lead character, one of the lead characters, um, his mother is from Sierra Leone. And she has a very distinctive way of speaking. But the minute he starts speaking as her, you know that it's his mother. Each character's way of, of talking is so very distinct. That's what I think that's what makes my brain happy. It's like a auditory puzzle. Can I guess who's speaking before I'm told who it is? But I have three things on my wish list. And I want to ask for uh, listener feedback because I'm a horrible <laughs> person. So one of the problems with the Captain Lacey series is that it's a murder mystery and there's a lot of violence and peril subjected to, to women, which I understand. It makes total sense given the, the situation that Captain Lacey finds himself in. Um, but I can't listen to those one after the other. If I start mainlining women in peril, I'm going to start getting really anxious. Me and my brain, we're working things out. So I have to switch and I want to try something else. So I have three books on my wish list and I'm not sure which one to try. So the first one is Her Royal Spinus by Reese Bowen, which is the first book in a series. And I think she, the, the heroine is somewhat related to the royal family, but she doesn't have boatloads of money. Um, so she goes into, well, mystery solving because historical mysteries. It's book one of a series. It has 4.2 stars with 9,500 plus ratings. So a lot of people have listened to this. Not like four people were like, <laughs> it's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Like a lot of people dig this. And I know people have recommended this series. So I'm curious if anyone has listened to it and they really liked it. I would like to hear about that. The other two on my wish list are A Useful Woman by Darcy Wilde narrated by Sarah Nichols. Her Royal Spinus is also narrated by Catherine Kelgren, who is really good at what she does. A Useful Woman is book one of a historical mystery series. Are you sensing a theme? <laughs> and it is uh, set in 19th century London with a woman who is just in, just over the border into high society. Um, but her father ruins her prospects because he abandons Thanks, them. Dad. And so she, <laughs> yeah, dick bag. So she starts managing the private business of some of the women uh, because she's basically, she's fluent in high society, but can't necessarily function as a member of it independently, but she can get shit done for other ladies. So I'm curious about that because it sounds like there's going to be cool relationships between her and these other women. And she's going to, you know, have lots of behind the scenes details. And there is someone who's described as an aristocratic <laughs> wastrel who is killed. Now I'm very curious about, you know, a historical mystery where it's not a woman being killed because so far a lot of dead ladies. And then the last one is, I'm not, I'm not sure how this got on my way on my wish list, but it's there. Uh, past Sarah must have added it and past Sarah knows what she's doing, I suppose. Oh, I know why. This is the Sebastian St. <laughs> Cyr series. So the first one is What Angels Fear by C.S. Harris. Well, I can't remember words. Why would I remember words? That's silly. Um, this one, this is another one that has like thousands of ratings and it's four plus stars, but this is book one of the Sebastian St. Cyr series, which a lot of people have also said they really like. So I am curious and I will ask for comments and, and email um, should I read or listen to Her Royal Spinus, A Useful Woman, or What Angels Fear? Or should I just walk the dogs for six days and listen to all three? <laughs> I could do that. So that is what I am listening to right now. It, it is so interesting to me that we have very different reactions to audiobooks. And that, <laughs> that whereas you like multiple narrators, I like, I like multiple <laughs> accents. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. So how is the puzzle coming? Are you going to finish it? Heck yeah, I'm going to finish it. Um, what is it a puzzle of? So 
I don't know if it's one. No, it's not a New Yorker puzzle. I can send you a link, but it's called Secret Sanctuary. Um, so Ooh. the background is bright green, and it has all these illustrations. They're very like geometric illustrations of like birds and like bees and chipmunks and like Ooh. it's cute. It's a cute puzzle. It's five hundred pieces. I'm very happy that like Linus hasn't gone after the pieces because before (laughs) like I would do puzzles before and my roommate's cat Birdie would just go nuts and destroy the puzzle but Linus doesn't seem too interested which I'm happy about it I put his cat bed on top of it that's probably why he's not interested because I spent that was really smart (laughs) I spend money on this stupid cat and he doesn't care about anything I buy for him I mean, you said you did send us a video of him going to town on his catnip beaver. On his beaver, yeah. (laughs) All he does is lick his beaver. That's all he does. He holds it in his paws and he just licks it. That's pretty much the only toy he enjoys. And I didn't even buy it for him. So, (laughs) but I, I bought him a heating pad and a scratching post and a cat bed. Doesn't really oh, no. use any of it. <laughs> yeah, I bought a new rug for my room, and that's pretty much what he uses to scratch. Is my is my rug. It's like, all right, thanks, bud. Is this what we're gonna do now? Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> is there anything else you want to add before we uh, before we disconnect? This is gonna be such a fun episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is gonna be so fun. I don't think so. Should we request audiobook recommendations? Like, people should write in and tell us what audiobook. Would people enjoy either you or me or someone else? Yeah, I want to say maybe we did a rec league, but perhaps I'm wrong. Um, no, we definitely did at least some. But the more there are audiobooks, the harder it is to be like, tell me a good, tell me a good audiobook in romance, because that's like saying, tell me a good romance. I need to know subgenre. Yeah, I hate it when people are like, oh, you read romance? Well, recommend one for me. I was like, well, there's like 80 billion subgenres, so you're gonna have to give me a little bit more direction than recommend a romance. And, you know, 80 billion were published today. So even then I have to do some research. Yeah. Sorry. Do you want an older one? Do you want one in the last five years? Come on, help me out. I mean, do you want them to be in a ballroom or do you want them to be in space? Or do you want them to be in a ballroom in space? Like, what do you want here? <laughs> Tell me. I need specifics. But I bet I bet people listening will have ideas of what audiobooks we should listen to next. Yes, definitely. Oh, I just realized something. What? <laughs> I just realized I, when I'm listening to audiobooks, I gravitate more towards mysteries than romance, partially because I'm I'm being asked to solve a puzzle. Oh. So in effect, we're both puzzling with e-books <laughs> or audiobooks. We're both puzzling with audiobooks in different ways. My puzzle's a little bit more tangible. Yours is a little bit more. Yeah, mine is just like my crazy brain, which makes no sense. And I guess cross-stitching is kind of like a puzzle because you have to match the location to the stitch to the code. It's all code and puzzle. There's a lot like, there's some math and counting and cross-stitch. I know, I try to ignore that part, but I, I do have to do it. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And as you just heard... We have a small request for help. First, I'm being super, super selfish. Should I listen to Her Royal Spiness by Reese Bowen? Should I listen to A Useful Woman by Darcy Wilde? Or should I start What Angels Fear by C.S. Harris? When I pick up my next audiobook, I would like your advice. And if you have advice or suggestions of audiobooks that you think we absolutely should listen to, or you want to tell us about an audiobook that rocked your world... We so want to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at Smart Bitches. Amanda is at underscore I am an adult. Or you can record a voice memo and email it to us at sbjpodcast at gmail.com or just email us at sbjpodcast at gmail.com. Amanda and I would totally love to hear from you about what audiobooks have rocked your world lately. This podcast is brought to you by Dirty Sexy Scott by Melissa Blue. Elizabeth P. emailed me in December to ask if she could gift a podcast sponsorship to an author. And this is what happened. So thank you to Elizabeth for being so cool and so generous. Dirty Sexy Scott by Melissa Blue is the sixth title in her Under the Kilt series. If you like Minx Malone, Jill Shalvis, and David Tennant's Scottish accent, you will love this romantic comedy set in Scotland. I just heard you sit up taller to listen to this. Good plan. Kincaid Cameron, fresh out of the military, is lost on what he should do next with his life when he meets the ultimate fangirl, Mia Jones, at a fan TV convention. She's Sherlock. He's Watson. 
Their HEA is destined in the fandom. They become pen pals, then lovers. But Mia's reticence to love and to experience passion and have a good steady diet of dirty hot sex gets in the way. Will she get over past heartbreaks to embrace her Scott Bay? There's also a Scottish curmudgeon, a witty best friend, and epic sex interrupt us. Dirty Sexy Scott is a warm hug of a romance novel. It's on sale now wherever ebooks are sold. You can find out more about Melissa Blue at themelissablue.com. Thank you to Elizabeth and to Melissa Blue. And again, happy birthday, Melissa. I hope your birthday week is totally excellent. We transcribe every episode. And thank you to everyone who has reached out to me to let me know how much they appreciate the transcripts. Today's podcast transcript will be transcribed by Garlic Knitter, who's awesome. And it is sponsored by A Duke in the Night by Kelly Bowen. If you like Sarah McLean and Tessa Dare, you will love this Regency romance. August Faulkner has returned with his eye on expanding his business empire. He's a duke. He's also a scoundrel and a titan of business, and he wears his roguish reputation as a badge of honor. Clara Hayward is the respected headmistress, and she is above reproach. But ten years ago, she shared a scandalous waltz with August, and despite herself, she has never forgotten the feeling of being in his arms. Can these opposites find a second chance at romance? RT Book Reviews raves, what a way to start the Devils of Dover series. A Duke in the Night by Kelly Bowen is on sale now wherever books are sold. You can find out more at kellybowen.net or forever-romance.com. We have a Patreon for the podcast, and your support makes a deeply appreciated difference in my ability to keep the show rolling, to keep the cat out of my soundbox, and to sponsor transcripts for episodes that don't have them yet. Have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches. Your support is deeply appreciated. And I want to thank Leanne, Galena, Pamela, Elizabeth, Hannah, and Arabella for supporting the show and for being part of the Patreon community. Are there other ways to support the show? I bet you know what they are. Pop quiz. What are they? Uh, you're right. Or whatever you said is totally fine. You <laughs> you can leave a review wherever or however you listen. You can tell a friend. You can subscribe. You can just tune in each week. Either way, your hanging out with me here is really cool. Thank you for that. The music you're listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater. This is the Peat Bog Fairies from Live at 25, and this is Jake's On a Plane. This is one of my favorite of their songs. You can find this album at Amazon and iTunes, and I will have links to the Peat Bog Fairies as well in the show notes at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. Speaking of the show notes, I'm going to have a lot of links in this week's show notes because I have a lot of options to share with you should you be interested in expanding your audiobook library. Audiobooks are expensive. I totally know this, but... Chances are you have a great collection through your local library, and there are other services you may have access to, either through your local library or through independent subscription, to access audiobooks to make your listening self very happy. I will also have links to all of the books and audiobooks that we discussed in this episode. What's coming up on Smart Bitches this week? Well, let me tell you. Coming up this week, we have me not eating bread because it's Passover. Yay, Passover! If, if you are celebrating Passover, by the way, it starts tonight. Happy Pesach. I hope your matzah balls are just the way you like them. And that will be the only wish I have for your balls at this time. But, you know, maybe I'll have other wishes. You never know. Either way, this coming week on Smart Bitches, we have Cover Awe, where we look at covers that we like. We have a review for a historical and a magical historical. And we have a rec league coming for heist romances, which I know you guys tend to love as much as I do. And, of course... I always end with a terrible joke. Are you ready for a terrible joke? This one comes from Elise. One day at work, they were reading Laffy Taffy jokes at each other, which sounds like a really good work day to me. So this is from Elise. Thank you, Elise. Why was the broom late? Why was the broom late? Give up? It overswept. <laughs> He's so bad. I love how bad it is. <laughs> all right. Well, <clears throat> on behalf of all the brooms and Laffy Taffy, and all the people with Elise's workplace, and Amanda and myself, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a great weekend. We will see you here next week.